This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Do you drive a vehicle? Then you'll find AutoCorrect helpful, especially on Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Listen to our podcast with me, Coach Charlie Melton, on any podcasting platform or on the MPB Public Media app. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Pam Pibus, ASHI certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, is out this week. But we got a lot going on. With an aging population, the concept of universal design in the home is growing more and more, making things accessible as easy as changing out like a light switch. There's lots of stuff you can do. You can join the conversation with us as more. Send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. So how are you doing this morning, Jeff? Man, I'm good. I feel good. I'm back. I'm rested. I'm you ready sound to go. It. Yeah. You're like all perked no. up. Yeah. You know, take a couple days off and. I know. Last time you were on the show, you're like, you know what, callers? I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Okay. Good deal. Well, uh, some of the stuff this week, uh, something my wife and I have been working on now for, believe it or not, months. Uh oh. Months. Well, we decided to take this time while the world is still not blistering hot. Yeah. To, to, I'll say well, the the pretty word is organize yeah. the attic. Okay, so we Ooh. have a space in the attic Ooh. that has been there. You know, we've been just shoving more right, stuff right, in there for right, ten right. years. Did you hear that? Ooh, though, Jeff. Jeff yeah, heard you stuff know, in the attic, and it was just like the Ooh. attic is not a storage room. No. It, okay, <laughs> so when I moved into this home, someone had already knocked out a wall and built a door. And then put a flooring in to oh this boy. attic. So to anyway, store more stuff to in store a more room stuff. that's not right. a storage room. Great. So my wife and I were, uh, were organizing this, cleaning it out. We're trying to get it clean, trying to get it out of there. But, you know, when you've been shoving stuff in somewhere for 10 years, yeah. and every time you shove, yeah. it, it goes back another inch. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So man, digging it out has been months. <laughs> but, but the whole big thing, the reason why I mentioned it is that it, now's the time. Well, if you wait to July to decide, to, and it's going to be 172 degrees up in your attic, you know, I'm not, I'm not laughing at you. Okay, you're laughing with me. Well, yeah, because <laughs> I, I hate to admit this, uh-huh. I won't even go. I won't even go in our our attic. My wife has more stuff up there uh-huh. that she hasn't seen in years see you're just sitting here judging me and you just said <laughs> that you've been shoving stuff up there for 10 years so the stuff that's in the very back you have not seen in 10 years oh at least okay yeah so we could have just thrown it away or sold it or or a- anything else but it but sit upstairs it, right right i might and need collect it. humidity and dust right right so, <laughs> purge the attic. Yeah. And well, that's what it is. It's like, you know, if we haven't pulled this thing out for 10 years, wh- why would we want to now? Exactly. So, anyway. Hell, it's an antique now. Right. <laughs> you know what? For me, it's probably a bunch of old cassette recorders probably. and stuff that I used in my oh, earlier yeah. career. Yeah. yeah. We've got some emails. And of course, you can get your call in today. We are talking about universal design. And you were talking, um, uh, we're going to be talking about that in the next segment. But we were talking this weekend. You you and I are going to be live this weekend from the Clyde we, News Center. Yes. In, looking in forward. 
That's Absolutely. right. Absolutely. We're going to be uh, at the, if you don't know, the home show uh, is going to be, uh, the home show Jackson is going to be at the Clyde Muse Center in Pearl next, or this Saturday, March 25th. I am saying that right. That is this Saturday. And, and okay. Sunday, I think. Oh, yes. It is. We'll be broadcasting live at 9 a.m., doing a, a live Fix It 101 right there from the stage, if I'm right. Right, Java? And if I can remember, last year we got a number of calls on Saturday because for, you know, our regular Saturday listeners, it's always recorded. Right. But so we did get a few um, a few. Saturday special calls, you know, nice. one right. of the only times yeah. that you can call right. on a Saturday morning. Right. And we, yeah. So we'll be live and you can call in on Saturday morning and get your question on the air. So if you've sat around listening to the podcast and waited for your time to call, this Saturday is going to be your time. And we'll be having a lot of fun. We were talking about the home show. This is, this for me is kid and candy store time. This is where you can go and find all the fun stuff. So, and what I mean by that is that, is that, the ideas, you know, you you don't have to go there and necessarily buy a thing that day. It's That's not right. about that. No, it's not. It's it's about getting it, that idea and talking to that person that knows how to make that idea happen. That's right. If you're thinking about building uh, new or remodeling or you know anything inside outside, it's a great time to come and talk to the actual people. That can do the work. They're, they've done it many, many times. Right. And, 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 and we will all be there under one roof. Right. And the fun thing is, is that like if you go to someone, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw some categories out here. If you go to the AC guy on the floor there, or if you go to the brick guy on the floor there, if you go to the, to the, to the whatever, uh, uh, construction type person on the floor there, they're a specialty. In that thing, the person you'll most likely be talking to is a specialty in that. Right. Is a specialist in that thing. So, therefore, you can ask any of the questions that you might ask us, and they're going to know, especially about their thing, much more than we do. So, go and ask. Yeah, that's right. No, well, it's, like, a, it's a yeah, it's a fun time. It's a it's a great venue. So, come out and see us Saturday. That's right. Um, anyway. And uh, Jeff, so let me go ahead and start with a question this morning. It's a, it's kind of an easy one, but it will, it's well, good. Off. Yeah, let's don't let's don't get too complicated. Right. Hi, enjoy start your show. Easy. Do you recommend the non-contact voltage tester? Are the cheaper ones okay? I'm going to change out light switches, and I'm new at this. Now, uh, what they mean by the non-contact voltage tester? This is a thing. Uh, uh, some of them will literally they they look like plugs that you will plug into a wall. Now, that one is a contact voltage sensor. In other words, you're literally putting a, a, a piece of metal into the outlet to see what's going on. There's another kind that is a non-contact voltage tester. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about that one. Um, it, it resembles, uh, it's a little bigger than a pin. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're very easy to use. I like them. Uh-huh. They're not expensive. And uh, it's just another, you know, even though I've turned the breaker off, uh-huh. test it. So so what do you do? You just take this little pin one thing and you put it on the wire? Absolutely. Get it, get it, get it close to the wire. If it if it lights up and beeps, then you have a circuit. In other words, uh, don't, don't touch, touch it. it. Right. Right. <laughs> So, so that, that's a fantastic idea. Uh, I think I'm, I'm glad this person uh, sent this in to ask, because as Jeff said, it, it is a very good tool 
and and uh, for the non-contact voltage tester, you can use them on any number of different things. Sure. And the one that I mentioned where you kind of plug it into the outlet to test, well, there's only one way to test that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it only works on one application. And the non-contact voltage testers are cheap. And when I say cheap, yeah. I mean dollars, not – Yeah, not, what is it, know. five, six bucks, right? right. Yeah. So, all right. Um now, uh, sh- should we explain what universal design means? Yeah, yeah. Uh, universal design. You go ahead with that. Okay. A, a good way to, to think about universal design, um, an escalator is a great example of that. Uh-huh. We can use it. Right. If you're, if you're not in a wheelchair or a walker or, or things like that, sometimes you may elect to use the escalator. Right. Versus the steps. Yes. But if you need, if you, if you're having trouble making those steps. Right. Obviously you need the escalator. Correct. So that's just, just one example of a universal design. Something we can all use, but is, is really. Exactly. Okay. Uh, there are there are grab bars out there that are very attractive now. They will mimic a grab bar and a tissue holder. Oh wow! A grab bar and a towel holder. Huh. So you know it's not the hospital style. Right. You know, let's don't turn our bathroom into a into a hospital look. Right. Right. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, you know what? Let's go to the phone real quick. Ethel's on the line in Flowood, and we're going to talk with her about some brick sidewalk repair. Are you there, Ethel? Yes, I am, and thank you for taking my call. Yes, ma'am. So the problem is, as I said, I had a brick sidewalk. It has a, a cement foundation, and the bricks are placed on top. Good. Now. Uh, I'm looking for much safer sidewalk. So one problem is the bricks are the the ones that are on top of the cement are are I guess they were originally placed in sand, but they're kind of coming apart and falling over, and you know they're not safe. Also, I have some problem with mold and mildew growing on t- well moss right on top. right but, right but you know i want the sidewalk to be safe for somebody to walk on and right now i just i'm worried to death somebody's going to trip on it somebody suggested getting a material to to set the bricks in that once you put water on it it hardens and uh, anyway it, y'all tell me what to do i need some help well, well, the thing that you would put bricks in that hardens after you put water in it is concrete. Well, mortar, yeah. Yeah, yeah probably it's mortar. Some, it's something yeah. special. It, I yeah. don't know. It's, it's not, what, it's not it, mortar. what it sounds like, um, the sidewalk has been there for quite some time, probably. True. Okay. okay. Weather beaten pretty bad. That's right. You got winter. You have ice on it. Mm-hmm. Brick. Brick is a great product to go... On 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 your on your house it, looks pretty. It it performs great for that. When we start putting it on driveways and sidewalks and things of that nature, it still performs, but it's it's it, it takes a lot of abuse. Mm-hmm. You know, it it's one hundred and twenty degrees, and then it goes down to twenty. Right. So right. it rains on it. It freezes. Uh, and, and I have brick steps, um, in, in my house leading up to my house. So I'm very familiar with the maintenance that it takes. Um, there's a couple things you can do. Uh, you probably live in a neighborhood that has, 
um, brick sidewalk, so you probably can't change that. Uh, well, no, no, that's not true. Uh, no, I could change it. Okay. Well, but, I mean, it's pretty, but it was like very it pretty. Safer. Safer. Yeah. So the safest thing you could do is remove the bricks and pour a, a, a concrete sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Now your maintenance is is drastically gone away, uh, but if if it's in the budget and you want the look, uh, hire a mason and go out there remove the existing pavers and put in new ones because what it sounds to me like it has outlived its useful life. If that if that makes sense, so there's nothing wrong with it to start with. It's just been through its paces. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, the bricks are the bricks are fine. It's yeah, it's it's put in sand, so they they need to be put in mortar. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But a mason would do that. A brick mason. And that would be a nice fee, I'm sure. To get well, a brick mason would be yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, I don't know just, what is a brick mason going for these days. Yeah, well, I, I think we're paying. I don't know three hundred. It's 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 three hundred to three fifty per thousand. Okay. Um, you know, plus plus your your material. Mm-hmm. So per thousand. I'm sorry. What is that? Well, three hundred and fifty dollars to lay one thousand brick. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Okay. So, but it it would be a little bit more because now they've got to pull the brick up, and uh, and it's going on a sidewalk. So right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, why I can hear okay. Ethel's writing all of this down. <laughs> Good deal. Hey, Ethel, thank you so much. I hope that helps out. Um, and uh, and let us know how that goes. You know, if you just go with the concrete solution, you get to walk out there, pour bleach on it twice a year, and forget it. So, yeah. You know, so. All right. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here. Licensed contractor Jeff Sammons sitting here with me. And uh, he's from Houseworks with Pam Pibus, Ashy Certified Inspector and Inspect It Like a Girl. She's out this week. Join the conversation. Send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We were going to talk to William. And uh, let's go to him now. Hey, William, what's going on? Uh I first want to say that I really appreciate your taking my call, but I never say that to save a few seconds in hopes that you maybe get some extra call in at the end of your programs. <laughs> anyway, uh, I have uh, uh, I have a uh, uh, a problem with with a leak around a uh, skylight that uh, uh, that I fixed a month ago. Well, two months ago, before the big rains came, just by putting up a, a rubber a rubber uh, uh, doormat uh, up there, tucked up uh, against it, and, and uh, I, I knew where probably it, probably it, not going to last forever. I couldn't see it, I couldn't discern it. Right. But anyway, that's that's a temporary fix. It's working well. A couple of weeks ago, you mentioned some tape that uh, that could be used for some some purposes, roof, ceiling, uh, uh, somehow, and I wondered if you could tell me what that was. I failed to make a note of it at the time. Do, do you know the maker of the skylight? No, no, no. Okay. That's okay. not my That's not my problem. Okay. All I want to know is what the tape is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the tape, yeah. the tape that I think it might have been me speaking about it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't. Uh, the tape that I was speaking of, you can buy this stuff uh it's about five inches wide, and it's gorilla tape. 
And it's real estate. Yes, sir. It is. Uh, okay. You know, I, I hate doing the brand thing on the air, yeah. but, but but that's what it is. Yeah. And but it's black. It's it, it's basically the same stuff that they have used in like the the flex seal kind I of got stuff. You. I got you. But it is it once you put it on there, uh, I, I dare you to get it off the roof after that. It's you know it just yeah. it's yeah. incredible. You, you know, and and it will probably work um, as long that, as the temporary fix works. Well, yeah, that that find a hole, yeah. that skylight was designed not to leak. Right now, there's something wrong with it. it w- do we have a flashing kit problem? Right. Do we have a glass I think problem? It's flashing. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I I would get a new flashing kit. Do it. Do it right. And do it. Do it once. Now, if you don't want to do that, do the tape. So, there you go, William. What do you think? Okay. Uh, there's another tape that's uh, real popular that uh, that I have found. Uh-huh. I don't remember Gorilla Tape, but I'm sure that I can look for it and locate it. Uh, but that's uh, that's excellent. I, the, 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 it's this rubber seal people that put out a, a spray seal and yeah. and all kinds of uh, sealing agents like that. But they have a tape too. Yeah, I yeah. think they do. I I that's right. Yeah, they do. Okay. All right, give that a try. I know that I've used it for a couple of ac- ac- applications. Thank you, <laughs> and uh, and it's come out great. But like I said, you better want it there because yeah. it's not coming off <laughs> once you get it there. All right, number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. And uh, Jeff. Is it's is it safe to say that aging in place is like one of your bags? It's one of your expertise yeah. areas, right? Yeah, it, it, that would be that would be safe to say. I've done many of them. Really? Yep. Okay. All right. I'm going to get back to that right after Robin Tupelo. Uh, he's got a comment on that brick sidewalk we were talking about. What's going on, Rob? Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. Good. Great. Enjoy your show. Thank you. And yeah, I just wanted to comment. Uh, I have come across a lady mentioned about that. Uh, a product that you can put into the uh, mortar joints, uh, paved stones, etc. That does, when it's wet, it does harden. Uh, there's a, hmm. a there's oh, one manufacturer sold at the Orange Big Box store. Right. What's unique about it is that it, it flows in just like sand. You can you sweep it in like sand. Okay. Huh. But then either when you can you can wet it like with your hose, you can wet it, right. or let nature take its course and wet it that way. But it does harden. What's unique about it, from what I've read, is that it readily allows water to drain through it far better than a traditional mortar. So that's one of its benefits. Interesting. So this yeah. exists at one of the box stores as like a fix for the mortar between yeah, bricks. I wish I could remember the name. It's something, something sand. But it, <laughs> it's, it's got some... It's, but I can't. We'll I can't recall Google. the name. But I the name of the manufacturer. Okay. But, uh, Jeff, okay. Jeff, I, Jeff, I got one question for you. I've been. Uh, and I may, I'm not sure if I misunderstood. This is from a long time ago. The topic of plumbing manifolds. Yes. Had come up, and yes. it sounded that are you opposed to them, or did I misunderstand? And if so, why? I, I don't. I don't use them. Um, now it, it's. Uh, it takes longer to get your to get your your hot water. Everything's got to go to the manifold and then back out of the manifold to the fixture. Now, okay. now 
from a um, oh, I need to work on my master vanity faucet. I go to my manifold, I turn it off. Now all the water's off. There's a there's a I don't know. I don't see the value in the the manifold now. I, you know, we may get a call and say, "Well, Jeff, here's the here's the benefit to it." I was about to be um, that guy. Yeah, I, I don't I don't <laughs> see the benefit. Yeah, see, um, and, and and as Jeff, I can see how when you're building the home, uh, especially that 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 there's really not a lot of benefit in that in in that item. But as a person who like me who regularly. Uh, because of need has to do his own plumbing or, or something of that nature, man, it would be nice to be able to walk into a room and flip a switch and just that one be done. Yeah. You well, yeah. I see yeah. that. If if you work on that stuff a good right. bit, it's just so much nicer. And if I can tell you this, if you don't have a water key handy, uh, meaning the thing that would turn yeah. all the water off at your house, one of those would be really handy. Now, I, I do tell you something we do in all of our new houses. When we bring our water feed in from the curb, uh-huh. uh, it, it goes into a, a shutoff valve. Um, uh-huh. So, you know, I open up the little door, shut the valve off. Now all the water is cut off to the entire house. Right. But not the, so, not the okay. thing you're talking about, not the thing at the road, right? No, no. This is well. We we come on our side of the meter, the oh, house okay, side of the meter, with our water line into the house, and as soon as it comes up in the slab, typically we will put them in a closet uh-huh. and um, cut a hole in the wall right there. We'll have a gate valve, huh. um, and then we you know cut cut your water off at that at right. that point. Yeah, that makes so. that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've seen it used a lot. I, I enjoy watching uh, on PBS for decades watching this old house. Right. And yeah. They used it often in the homes that they that they built. So I was just curious what your thoughts were on it. Yeah, that that's my thought. And you know, I've got the same thought on a disposal. I, uh, I disposal. don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> so garbage disposal, not its thing. All right, got an email here. Uh, that I'm going to go to real quick. All right, this one I. I live with this one every day, and it's annoying, but I don't know how to fix it either, Jeff. Here we go. Good day, guys. My mother wanted a dishwasher and new sink installed in an old kitchen-based cabinets. The contractor said he could do it after removing the old countertop, raising the base cabinet height, and cutting out the cabinet for the dishwasher. Uh, he put on the new countertop and cut and cut the hole for new sink. All that stuff worked out. Okay. But the dishwasher sticks out a little too far, he says. Once it's already in there, he put trim pieces at the sides, but uh, at the floor, it still shows the sides of the dishwasher. Hmm. And there's a one-inch gap at the top of the dishwasher below the countertop. Any suggestions on what to do so that the dishwasher uh, will fit wow. more properly? I can tell you, I've had this exact same problem at my house. It's It's... It, it drives me nuts because it, it, it's like a vena hood that's not completely level. You right. see it every day, you know, and it drives you nuts. So and that that's what's going on with my the, the dishwasher sticks out a little too far. And I don't know if the cabinets are not deep enough for. Well, I mean, the dishwasher, sh- I mean, it should fit in a 24 inch cabinet. Right. Um, but I guess the door, the door kind of comes past where the uh, where the cabinet where the where the countertop ends, the door comes out uh, maybe an inch past that countertop, so that may be where that is. Anyway, um, 
what do you think? What is a way that maybe you can fix that outside of just trimming it and making well, it stick out? I mean, again, if the cabinet, gosh. Maybe it wasn't set in all the way? Yeah, it sure it sure should. I mean, if the cabinet is built 24 inches deep, right? then it, I mean, the dishwasher. That's what it was built to fit. Yeah. Okay. So. You know, again, it's hard to see it on the radio. Right. I can see mine in my head, and I'm telling you, the door, about an inch of the door, like if you look down on the, like from a bird's eye view, right? and you look down, uh, it is sticking out from the cabinet. Well, the door is supposed to. The door is supposed to? Okay. Yeah, the door is supposed to stick out from the cabinet. Right. Okay. Um, Yeah. Okay. But you shouldn't see a raw, you should not see insulation because there's a insulation blanket around that, around that dishwasher. Right. And, and there, there's a little bit of a black frame. Mm -hmm. Then there's two clips at the top. That's what holds our dishwashers in. Yes. Um, now the, the gap at the top, he said there was about an inch gap at the top. That's mm-hmm. an easy fix. Yeah. I've got that same gap on mine and okay. it is a, it is a, I've got about a three quarter inch piece of wood yep. that have painted the yep. same color as the that's, cabinets. That's what you do. Just fit it in there and, yep. and you can't tell now. No. Nah. uh, That may be a way to give that a shot. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. Right. uh, I'm Jason Klein with licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks laughing at me. I'm not laughing at you. Not not at. Uh, And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or MPB public media app. Let's go ahead and go to Neil in Mobile before we get into uh, Universal Design. Neil, what's going on? Daniel. Oh, Daniel. Daniel. Sorry, hey, Daniel. That's, Sorry. That's why he won't answer to <laughs> Neil. <laughs> right. Sorry. Yes, sir. Uh, I had a question about soffits. Yes, sir. What's what's that? Uh, so, I apparently have like a 17-inch gap overhang from my soffits right now, and I want to put some cardio over there Um I read that the 16 inches is kind of what they come in. Would it be okay to have like a, a, a one inch gap near the house and then have like kind of the brick kind of be close to that? No, or try no. To get bigger and then cut it down. Yeah, I don't. I don't like a gap there at all. Um, and. Um, you need to either put a one by two there. We, don't do do not leave that soffit open. You, you're gonna get. You're going to get every critter anywhere near your house is going through there. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you can you can do the best job you want to on a soffit and then still get in. Well, but I know, but... but if you yeah, leave it let, open, it's let's an imitation. Don't leave the, let's don't leave the blue light flashing. Come on in. <laughs> you know? So, no. That that needs to be a tight, caulkable, paintable joint. Okay. All righty. All right. Okay, good. Thanks, Daniel. We appreciate it. All right, so we've been talking a little bit today about universal design. You kind of you kind of defined it for us. Uh, one of the things we mentioned on the show, uh, we've talked universal design before, and I think the thing that most impressed me when we talked about this, and and to make it real for people, to make people understand why why this is a little bit different, the thing that really got me was a doorknob. Yeah, what, the doorknob was like the craziest yes. thing. I, I'll never forget uh, my grandfather had just terrible arthritis yep. when he was older and and a doorknob was the worst thing you could show him yeah uh because getting his hand around it and turning is just sure yeah, so um levers i love them man the first time i saw that a yep. lever the only thing bad about a lever is that 
<laughs> you got to watch it if you've got an animal in the house. They can open up the door. Uh, and yes, leave they on can. You. Yes, you have to keep that That's door right. locked or something because they, yeah, because if all they've got to do is pull down. Yep. Right. You know, we've got we've got levers. We have uh, lighted doorbells. You know, if your hearing is is impaired, some get up get a lighting doorbell that lights up. Right. Um, so there's there's all kind of things we can do, and it and it's so important that if we if we do that before we need it, it right. is generally um, less expensive, and you can live in your house longer. That's, so well, and and let me ask: Does this make the house? Of course, it makes the house much more livable for you. Mm-hmm. Does it add anything to the house overall? I don't think it's going to add any value. It, right. it, it may add some curb appeal if, if, you know, if you have, if it's, you know, for sale and you have someone that's already fixed up with grab bars right. and lighted doorbells right. and, and, and that type of now stuff. This thing goes down as small as even a light switch, right? Sure. Now, what does that mean? I mean, what, how can you, how can you make a light switch easier for someone who has, uh, you know, some accessibility issues? I, I like the paddle type. The pa- oh, oh, oh you know, like the big kind of big. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a. I think it's called decor, uh-huh. uh, but it's a big switch. It's a big paddle, like a flat, yeah, kind of paddle yeah. back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Instead you can, of you can the, do it with the back of your hand. Uh, it's very, very user friendly. I got you. Instead of like a toggle, correct, right, correct. Uh, another thing that we should be aware of is, uh, you know, touchless faucets. Um, uh, on our stoves, we need to have the the knobs on the front, not the back. Right. So, and and uh, you know what I thought about when I've heard of touchless faucets, and I thought that's impossible. It's it's not possible. And then how are you going to get power to your faucet to make a touchless to make all that? And I thought, wait a minute, I've already got power going down there for the garbage disposal that I no longer use. So, well, they are battery operated. Really? Yes. Yes, I had no idea. Yep, okay. they are they are battery operated, touchless faucets, and it's are just like anything else. They they have a introductory model, right? They have a little bit better model, and uh-huh. then they have the best model. Uh-huh. So, okay. you know, just fit that in your budget. But you know, th- th- those are those are little bitty simple things that can be done, uh-huh. and uh, because it's a big deal, if you cannot turn that water on, it's a big deal. Uh, yes. So, yes. ooh, I would think uh, that, yeah, I guess you could do a whole thing on levers and showers and stuff like sure. that. Wow. Uh, there's a there's something else that that we just uh, purchased for someone's house, and it's a uh, a body dryer. It it ma- yeah it mounts on the wall. It's a one ten um, uh-huh. circuit. It it plugs in. It mounts on the wall, and it blows out hot air. So, you know, you can you can get right there at that body dryer, and now you're being dried. Okay, wait, so. wait, wait, wait. How much? <laughs> where where do I get this? <laughs> so this is like six hair dryers on a wall, and I just yeah, stand right. in there, front of it. Exactly. Okay. That is fantastic. Um, now it's it's not cheap. Those things are a couple grand. Oh, um, okay. But again, now if you need it, uh-huh. it's it's very reasonable. Or if you want it and have the money. There, there you go. Right. Molly is on the line in Jackson and has the name of the sand the guy was talking oh, about that you, that you put in the bricks that will harden after that. Molly, you with us? I am. Can y'all hear me? Yes, ma'am. Go for it. All right. Thank y'all for taking my call. 
Um, the previous caller who had mentioned that sand, my husband and I actually just did a little project with some bricks, and it's called polymetric sand. Polymetric. Yeah, and you just brush like it the in name. between the sands. It fills up to an inch gap, it says. Yeah. Uh-huh. Polymetric. It's a neat little product. So how did it, how did it look, hard, Molly, when it was hard, finished? And then it, it hardens with water. That's what it says. Yeah, okay. ours isn't completely hard. I don't think it's going to get as hard as mortar. Okay. Um, but it does like, stiffen up and hold your bricks in place while allowing water to um, pass between well, the cracks. Is this like a foam product or something I, of the no, nature? No, it's got to be a silica-based. Okay. Um, and then it probably has a uh, some chemical in it that's going to activate you okay. know, some glue or something. Right. Okay. Um, well, I, I, uh, Java has been signaling that you uh, the things you're saying is correct. It's silica. There's a chemical that activates. All's good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Molly, That. Uh, thank you very much. All right. Say it one more time for me. Polymetric sand. Polymetric sand. I like the name, too. Yeah. Because the guy said it's something, something sand. And I'm there like, he did. That's right. Playground? I mean, it could be anything. <laughs> Poly. <Yeah>, right. <laughs> Poly. <laughs> Polymeric or polymetric. Right. Polymetric. Polymetric. Okay. Yeah, something right around there. Molly, thank you so much. That's going to help a lot of people. Yeah, I'm seeing polymeric right. sand also um, can be known as paver joint sand. Okay. Um, perma, Makes sense. Perma sand. Makes okay. Sense. Okay. Just like you so, said. So basically most people, yeah, most people knew about this except for us. So... It'll be new on our show now for, for good. Lee is on the line in Natchez. What's going on, Lee? Hello. Hello, Lee. You're on the air. What's going uh, on? Yes, I just wanted to, um, to make a comment or two. Um, I used to design kitchens. And um, there are, but the easiest way to think about barrier-free uh, construction is that think about it as though you were seated while you're working. Huh. Uh, That's a good point. Right. Because uh, uh, you cannot live in your home if you're in a wheelchair unless that's done. That's right. So there are many modifications to regular standards that are, are used. You uh, know, the countertop is a little lower. The toe kick is, tie, is twice as high. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, you would not use a range. You would use a cooktop and a wall oven Yep. at different heights. And possibly you've seen uh, where the dishwasher is elevated, and everybody says, oh, that's so cool. I love that. Well, it was initially instigated so that you could use the dishwasher from a seated position. Right. Yeah, I like in, in that. Yes, ma'am. In that case, I like a dish drawer. Uh, I like a microwave drawer. Uh, right. the, oh, those two, those two mount right under counter height, so very convenient if you're in a uh, in a wheelchair or you have limited um, mo- mobility. Accessibility. Yes, right. yes, ma'am. So, and, and often, uh, depending on the person that we were working with, the height of the person, we would lower the cooktop even further. Yep. That's right. You know, where to about 30 inches rather than the standard 36. You, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people misunderstand this. And, and we'll, we get phone calls all the time. Hey, I want my kitchen to be ADA standard. Well, there, there is no such thing as ADA standard in the residential world. There are ADA standards in the commercial arena. 
but in your residential, yeah. you, you and and you alluded to this, uh, is the uh, is the resident are they six feet tall? Are they four and a half feet tall? Right. You know what, what right. is their position when they're sitting down, um, which should come into play if you are trying to retrofit your home, you, you definitely need to take that into consideration. Where, where, where are you comfortable right. at what height? Right. And doorways would be larger. Yes, now, ma'am. In older homes, they already are. Um, but in newer homes, they're not really wide enough to get through with. Uh, they're not. Yeah. Nope. No, no, you're so a lot of 24 inch doors out there. You want a wide right. doorway, but you also want a wide hallway. <laughs> Those yes. two go hand in hand. I never thought about that. Right. Can't right. turn around in a hallway. Well, yeah. that's... So there are, and like the grab bars and things like that in bathrooms, there are many modifications for barrier-free that really, I feel, I've always felt should be standard in regular homes anyhow. Yeah, the problem with that is there's that... It's, that... it's that stigma... <laughs> Of, I don't need a grab bar. You're not putting a grab bar in my house. Right. I don't want to see it. Right. (laughs) And then by the time you need it, then it's, 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 then it's, oh, oh no. I need a, I need a grab bar. I need a grab bar in the morning. Right. Right. So, right. Well, if you're 12, you can fall in the shower. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. So, so there, there are lots of modifications that I've always felt really should be acceptable and, and, and standard, truly. I agree. You know. uh, I agree. Uh, also, like with the countertops, uh, you may have seen it was common 20 or 30 years ago for when Corian and things like that were first invented, where there would be a stripe in the perimeter of the countertop. That's uh-huh. another that good was, point where, where, you can, where you can see the difference. Yeah, um, and and that's real important on the floor as well. What what are you guys talking right. about? Colors. Uh, if your eyesight is getting worse, you can't oh. you can't distinguish where the edge of that countertop is. Oh, right. So, what and you so paint the edge? Yeah, yeah. Make, make that a different color. Huh. So. Yes, a lot brighter color, usually. Yes, uh, A red or something very yep. dramatically different. So you can see your perimeter. Yes, so ma'am. Those are some of the differences. Those are in, good points. In barrier three or, or uh, you know, I just wanted to, to make that point because well, a lot of people don't realize some of these modifications were not for beauty. Right. For That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, thank you so much. We appreciate that input. We I sure like your town, too. Natchez is a fun town. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> well, it's nice chatting with you guys. Thank you very much. I just Oh, and the fellow with the dishwasher? Yes. Uh, look at the toe kick. If the toe kick on the dishwasher is sticking out another inch, call your plumber because it's not installed correctly. That's, ah. that's, I was thinking that. There's, there's something, you know, and it's so hard to see on the radio. Right. Thank you very much. That's fantastic. Wow, she was great. We got yeah. to have her on. Yeah. Okay. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. Well, uh, we've got a couple of things to cover yet this morning. Uh, one thing I wanted to get to is this email because I just felt terrible about this. All right, what could be wrong with the hot water doesn't flow well like the cold water does? It may start with a good stream. 
But after four to five minutes, it drops to just a trickle. I had to check, make sure that this was our question and not Southern Remedies, but it is. So what are we going to do about that, Jeff? That it starts okay. off hot and then it okay. goes away. It could be a couple of things. Uh, and let's assume they have a tankless water heater. The higher... No, wait a second. Why are we assuming? Well, I've got to start somewhere. It's got to be a baseline somewhere. Okay. okay. So I'm going to assume it's tankless. Okay. The, hot, the hotter you get the water, mm-hmm. the less pressure you're going to have. Really? Think about it. Because oh, it takes longer up. to heat that water up. Uh-huh. So the water heater's brain is saying, wait a minute, that water's moving through here too fast. I can't heat it up fast enough. Right. So I'm going to slow that water uh, down a little. Gotcha. Because I need to heat it. Mm-hmm. My job is to get it to 125. Right. And I can't do it because the water's going through there too fast. Right. So Okay. Okay. That, that's that's one. about that. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. Another thing is, it is recommended either once or twice a year to clean those those water heaters, and we've talked about this. Right. Um, so it could be a a calcium buildup in mm-hmm. the in inside the tubes that's right. restricting it. Um, I would check temperature first. That's what it sounds like. Okay, um, and if you're on a tank, this is this one's pretty easy in the fact that if if you're getting Hot water in the beginning on the tank, and it's just going away. I would drain the tank. Yeah, it's you're, you're, um, it's probably uh, especially in older water heaters, they can get really gummed up with deposits right. and junk on the element and then the yep. anode. And it, so, um, a good flush clean, it. Yeah, yeah, should help. try that. Right, and it's if worth not, a try. if not, then then it's replacement time. Could be um, or repair time. So. Could be. But, yeah, it, it does need some attention. All right. Um, so we were talking about universal design here. Uh, we were talking grab bars. One of the things that I wanted to speak about was a curbless shower. And I was trying oh, to think, yes. what is a curbless shower? Oh, they're what, so nice. What does that mean? They're so nice. Now, I, okay. So so I've seen the showers where you build them, and I think I understand the little curb right there yeah. where, where you have to step over to yep. get into the shower. How do you do that without flooding the entire place? Well, Okay, we we depress our slab, um, typically two two and a half inches. So it it is it's sunk into the slab. All right, right. And then when our tile people come in, uh, obviously we put our mud bed down. Now we put our tile, and now it is one level. So we have room for our P trap and our plumbing to go down in that depressed slab. Okay. All right. Uh, now, interesting. In a in an existing home, it's a little more difficult. Uh, it can be done. It's a little more difficult because now you're busting concrete. Uh, it's, okay. It's very easy to do on the second story, but that defeats the purpose. Right. If you can't step over the curb, you can't go upstairs. Get to the second story. So, yeah, right. now, you know, now we're putting in an elevator. So right. <laughs> there, there's things we can do. Um, That's interesting. Little, I didn't even think about that. A little more difficult once the slab is poured. Now, we were talking about, uh, uh, Kevin walked in and asked, uh, the, uh, someone had asked about, uh, like, cabinet height and things like that. Yes. Like, if you're in a if you're in a wheelchair and, and let's say your plates are up in the cabinet mm-hmm. up top. What, what are we doing about that? There are there are devices that will mount inside that cabinet, and uh, you 
you pull the you pull on a on a little handle and the entire inside of that cabinet will come down to counter height and set right on the counter. Okay. All right. Uh, same same thing in your closet. Uh, we have closet rods. Uh, you pull the handle, the the entire closet rod will come down. Now it's it's right there at eye level. Right. Oh, wait, very wait. So very convenient. Just, hang on, it can go from the top. Yes. Really? Yep. Wow, that's amazing. Yep. I'd love to see that invention of how that happened. So there's another thing here that I see that I don't understand at all, which is easy access burners. What is that? Any yeah. easy easy ac- access burners? Uh, anything like that? Java? I'm not looking at the script right now, and, well, I, and, I, put, and, I, and I put it down. <laughs> I think I think what they're referring to, and I think we've touched on this, is um, all the control knobs need to be in the front. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have you, seen you do this. not need yes. to reach over. An and, oven. And, and yeah, yeah. And try to set your temperatures on the back. They all need to be on the front. Smart. Okay. Here we are, folks. Uh, Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the general contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Kevin Farrell. For Jeff Sammons and the absent Pam Pibus today, I'm Jason Klein. Remember, we will be at the Clyde Muse Center on Saturday doing our show live 9 a.m. Uh, so stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program next, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101, only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.